In a world where quality podcasts are available by the shitload, two mediocre hosts defy the odds and provide a listening experience that's just kind of okay to an audience that has run out of other stuff to listen to. Proving to the world that you don't have to know a whole lot about a whole lot to have a podcast. Now, prepare yourselves, dopesters, for the What Did I Just Listen To podcast with your hosts, Gibson and Eric. And now, Gibson and Eric. What is up, dopesters? Welcome to an all-new episode of the What Did I Just Listen To podcast. Don't we sound great? Dude, tell me that you can hear the very obvious improvement in our new microphones. So, so much better. Oh my god. They're actual, like, real ones. Yeah. Not just a cheap $10 one that I ordered off of Amazon that is omnidirectional. (laughs) (laughs) With booms and everything. Yeah, filters, all that shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool, so we're going legit, folks. Sounds Sounds pretty pretty sweet. So, not just did we get new microphones, but we're actually working out of a brand new studio right now. Yeah. A.K.A. my fucking kick-ass basement. That is right. Lots of uh, good equipment. Lots of man shit. We're surrounded by man shit. It is the manliest of man caves. We're going to do a a sweet video for y'all soon, just showing off uh, my awesome new man cave. But that's not the only new addition to the What Did I Just Listen To podcast. We have a fucking producer now. We hired an employee. We pay him nothing. (laughs) His name is Patrick, and he's pretty good at what we brought him on to do. Yeah. Yell something, Patrick. Maybe they'll hear you. Happy to be here, guys. (laughs) <laughs> no idea if anybody heard that or not. We'll find out soon enough in post-production. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, let's get this show on the road. Uh, all, first off, let's tell us, tell everybody where they can find us. You can listen to us on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, and apparently a bunch of other ones that we didn't technically like post anything on, but they just pull from other podcast apps and everything. So most uh, used podcast apps you can give us a listen to. That's the What Did I Just Listen To podcast. Yeah, good job, Eric. Very uh, very good explanation yeah. there. YouTube. Soon to be YouTube. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why we brought Patrick on. He is going to help us develop our YouTube channel and get some legit content out there. So you're going to start getting more from us than a podcast like every month or every other month. We're looking to do, we've said this before, but we're looking to do a podcast every other week, maybe even every week, with continuous content rolling out, both video and audio. Um, Hell yeah. As well as our different social medias. Speaking of which, you can find us on Instagram at what did I just listen to, or Twitter at WDIJL2. Two, the number two. The number two. Or you can hit us up by email if you have any anything you want to say at what did I just listen to? The number two at gmail.com. That's right. So if you haven't already, make sure make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Hell yeah, my brother. So moving right along, we're gonna start off with our one of my personal favorite parts of the whole show, and that is drink of the week, good buddy. What are you drinking? Uh, this week we are drinking a craft distilled vodka from Dita's distillery. Uh, in Virginia. Where is it in Virginia? Patrick, pull that up, please. Refined spirits redefined. Yeah, it's in Huntley, Virginia, on Hume Road. They're also a winery. 
uh, they double as both a distillery and a winery, but we're drinking their distilled vodka. Uh, made be- from grapes. Made from grapes. Not grape-flavored vodka. A vodka that is made from grapes tastes like vodka. Get it right. Get and it it's tight. It's so smooth and it mixes so well with uh, other drinks. So we're drinking li- some Bloody Marys with it right now. One of my personal favorites. Yeah. So if you live in that area uh, and you love vodka or even wine, because like I said, they double as a winery, uh, give them uh, a checkout. Uh, we don't get any kickbacks for that shit. We just love sharing uh, craft alcohol with you One people. Day. One with day. You peeps. So we've got it mixed right now with some spicy hot V8. We usually use Tabasco, but uh, I just moved, so my Tabasco is nowhere to be found. So we put some Texas Pete in there, a little bit funky. With uh, <laughs> that's not true. You've got hell. Okay, Tabasco. okay. I have a gallon jug of Tabasco that was a gift I gave to my fiance for Christmas because she puts so much. Because that's something fucking, people give to other she people. She puts so much fucking Tabasco in her Bloody Marys. She goes through a bottle of that shit in a weekend. So I bought her this giant jug, but we don't have the smaller one to pour it into. So that's why we're using Texas Pete and a little bit of pepper. If you make your Bloody Marys different. Maybe you add some celery. Maybe you make your own uh, tomato juice cocktail blend. Or you use Zing Zang because you're a loser. Feel free to hit us up. Let us know on any of our social medias or our email. I'm always curious to try new recipes. Oh, yeah. All right, Patrick. What is, uh, what's the first official topic of our brand new and improved podcast? We're talking about UFC 220. All right. UFC 220. UFC 220. Battle of the fucking giants. Let's Battle start with for the, the fucking uh, baddest motherfucker on the planet. Jesus, and the junior baddest motherfucker of the planet. Let's start with the, the co-main event. Um, Daniel Cormier versus Volkan Ozdemir for the light heavyweight title. Dude, how do you feel about Volkan Ozdemir? I know barely anything about this entire division. Honestly, Dude. like I came, like I, I barely follow the light heavyweight division, so pretty much the only people I know at this point are fucking John Jones and Daniel Cormier, because well, that's right when I started following it. Volkan fucking came out of nowhere. I mean, he hasn't yeah, been in the UFC. I, guess I think so. he's been in the UFC for a year, maybe. Uh, Patrick, if you could check that for me, just to make sure. He hasn't been there for very long, but all of his wins have been by like spectacular knockout. I want to say... I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast I was listening to earlier today. They were saying he won his last two fights in a combined like forty six seconds or something nuts. Maybe I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't listen to that. So that's wild. But I mean, so he's a young buck coming up. He's fifteen and one fighting Daniel Cormier. I think one of the most underappreciated champions. Due I agree. To some some uh, ridiculous controversy that is no fault of his own. Yeah, so his MMA debut was 2010, but if you could find his UFC debut, if that if you're able to find that in there. He hasn't been in the UFC very long. That's the point. From Switzerland. But he's a fucking tank, uh, man. I mean... February 4th, 2017. February so he 4th, has not even been in the UFC for a year. Not even. He's getting a title shot. This is old school shit. I mean, fucking... Cody Garbrandt did that. He went from unranked to fucking the champion in a year, but then he immediately lost it. Here's the thing with Cody Garbrandt, though. His mouth got him that championship. That's fight, true. Along with his record. Volkan, nobody fucking knows him. And yeah, I don't like that. I have no idea. I watched the embedded. He seems like a cool dude. I don't know. He got in a bar fight, and he's in trouble for that, so he's pretty so, badass. I mean, I, I don't know Volkan Ozdemir, and I know very little about Daniel Cormier. I will say this, though. Daniel Cormier is supposedly one of the hardest working fighters in the UFC. However... He's getting fairly old. He's 39. He's 39 years old. I mean, and he got rocked by John Jones. You he, know, whatever you want to say about that. He also dropped the news today he was looking to fight until he was 40. So he says he's got one solid year left. We'll see. And his, he's still fighting like a young guy. Uh, but I was not a big fan of Daniel Cormier until I heard a few of his interviews. And the more I've listened to him, the more I really like him. Yeah, same. He seems like an all-around awesome dude. So uh, I'm gonna, this is going to be the first time I say it because I've, I've never pulled for him in a fight 
that's mostly because I haven't really watched a lot of his fights, but I really hope he takes this one and redeems himself again after some more bullshit with with John Bones Jones. I mean, I don't really have a dog in this fight, but I'm I'm gonna just from what I know, I'm gonna have to go with Vulcan on this one if I have to have to pick face value, just because I, I I see Daniel Cormier and I could be completely wrong about this. You know, I'm hardly even close to being uh you know an expert. Uh, you know, I, I'm an amateur. I watch this shit for fun. But Daniel Cormier, I mean, he's getting up there, and he, he seems like he's got one foot out the door because he's already got all these other jobs as an analyst and as a uh, a commentator for the UFC. So I think That's he's right. he's thinking about what he's doing after he retires. Maybe I think the average person would be thinking that exact way. But from listening to his interview, uh, I listened to it today. It came out a while ago, and it was on the um, it was on the the UFC. Actually, no, I didn't listen to it a while ago. I listened to it today because it came out today, and it was the uh, UFC Unfiltered podcast. I had a brain fart there for a second. But um, his motivation stays the same in all of it. It's all for his family, right? And he is probably, like you said before, one of the, if not the hardest working person in the UFC. I put Mm -hmm. him right up there with his teammate, um, Khabib Nurmagomedov. They're on the same team, and they're both two of the hardest working They're on American Top Team, right? Yes, and they're fucking nuts, dude. I mean, hardcore motherfuckers coming out of that team. I mean, that's what Chill Sonnen, back with the John Jones-Daniel Cormier fight, he he was basically saying that he that fight came down to hard work versus pure talent. But exactly. Brendan Schaub was saying something interesting today. To say somebody's a hard worker uh, in the UFC, doesn't say, he, in his opinion, doesn't say much. Because he, I mean, to be that top-tier level of athlete, they're all fucking working hard. Uh, now... It used to mean more back in the days like BJ Penn, right? Back, yeah. Okay, BJ Penn still fights, but he shouldn't be. So, like, BJ Penn is historically known as the most naturally gifted fighter in the history of the UFC. But he didn't work hard at all. I'm Okay, I'm not going to say he didn't work hard at all, but from what I, I've heard from interviews, and like he was the last to show up to train and the first to leave. And he didn't put in the same effort that a lot of other guys did because he could rely on his natural abilities. And the big question is, if he had put in the amount of hard work and hard hours that some of the modern-day champions are putting in now, could he have truly been the greatest fighter of all time? I think it's very possible. I mean, I think that's... Uh, I don't really have a comment on that. I don't know much about BJ Penn. I, I go I go balls deep when it comes to the UFC. It's my I'm, I'm literally like the past like three years is my knowledge of the UFC, and even that's shaky. Right. It's like shit that I've actually watched and paid attention to. All right, well, let's talk about the fight that I think everybody is looking well, forward uh, hold to. Hold on, hold on. So since we're still talking about the light heavyweight division, I want to interject a l- some stuff about John Jones. Um, I don't know if you listened to the interview at all with, uh, oh fuck, who's the guy who's head of USADA? Nowitzki. Yeah, Jeff Nowitzki, they were interviewing on the, or Joe Rogan was interviewing him, and he basically was saying that based off of the information that he had, uh, showing like the time frame that, uh, you know, the drugs were in John Jones' system, and like how quickly it left, and all that stuff, that he legitimately thinks that it, it actually was taken by accident. And that's an expert opinion by somebody who's looking for a reason to get him out of there. But... So, Jeff Nowitzki's not with USADA anymore. Okay. He is with the UFC. So, his main job is to help the fighters. So, he is like a liaison between the fighters and USADA. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my issue with John Jones, though, is... And we've touched on it before. It's like his third time in trouble. So, how many times is it going to be an accident? You know what I mean? And even if it is just pure recklessness, I don't think there's an excuse anymore. Like, how many times are you going to be fucking reckless? Patrick, pull that up. John Jones polygraph test. Uh, they talked about this on um, the Undisputed podcast today. Cormier basically said he don't give a damn because Bundy could pass a, a polygraph test. <laughs> 
right? So it's yeah, but he's a sociopath. Do we think John Jones is a sociopath? He might be. He could very well <laughs> very be. Cool. He could be, man. And he, he was coked out when he took it. He, he fucking loves cocaine. He fucking hit a pregnant mother with his car and he's ran nuts. away. I don't really want to talk a whole lot about John Jones. We've I don't either, but I think the the point I was trying to go with, based off of both. Jeff Nowitzki's opinion, and now this fucking polygraph that he passed about about this. I don't know if they're gonna. I certainly he's not getting the title back. But yeah. do you think that they're gonna suspend him? Or I think so, the smart thing to do would be to like start him out at like fucking rate ranked eighth in the world or something like that, and make him work for another title shot. Cormier made a good point in that the first violation was a year. So how are they gonna give him one year suspension, which is like the minimum for a third violation? So what's the? That's point? true. So what's the point? It's like, maybe it did happen on accident, but how many times is there going to be an accident when you are top-level uh, athlete performing at the highest level of your sport? It's time to grow up. Yeah. You know, we're not. This isn't amateur shit anymore, and John's jo- John Jones at one point was the literal top of the top organization for this kind of sport in the entire world. He was like the name, right? Long before Conor McGregor, before Ronda uh, Rousey, he was the guy. And he just keeps fucking up. He likes to party. So what? He likes to party. He likes to fuck around. Go have fun. But when you're going to compete at this level, I don't know. I used to be a huge fan, and I'm just kind of sick of his bullshit now. Because, yeah, he wins spectacularly, and then, oh, nope, he's gone again. Like, why get your hopes up, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. That's just me. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about... Yeah, let's go Steve to the, the main event. The heavyweight championship of the world in the UFC. Basically, the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Dude, this is a battle of titans right here. So, on the official UFC site, it has uh, Francis Ngannou weighing 250 pounds, but I believe he had to cut weight to get down to 265 last time. He's more than 250 pounds. That dude is a fucking monster. Yeah. Absolute monster. But then, I don't think you can sleep on Stipe. Because Stipe's a boxer, and he's got like four or five knockouts in a row right now. Yeah. Against higher level competition. But look, I look back at some of Stipe's old fights, and I listen to some people commentating on this fight. Stipe goes punch for punch with people to get those knockouts. So he's taking punishment to dish out punishment, and I don't know if that's something that you can mess around with on somebody like Francis Ngannou. But also don't sleep on Stipe's wrestling. He's a decorated wrestler as well. Yeah, but Alistair... And we don't ever see that. Alistair Overeem couldn't take down Francis Ngannou. Alistair Overeem is not the same. He he. Alistair Overeem is a jujitsu guy. Still, he's not a he's not a high level wrestler. Stipe Miocic has much better wrestling credentials. Stipe was the NCAA Division One wrestler at Cleveland State. What is so, look Stipe, up Fra- Francis Ng- or not Francis Ngannou? Alistair Overeem's grappling. If you couldn't hear, Stipe Miocic was a, a D one collegiate wrestler, so he has very strong wrestling. Um, very strong wrestling credentials on top of his su- supreme boxing. Can you take a punch from Francis Ngannou? I don't know if anybody can take it and hit by a Ford Escort going 25 miles per hour in the face. But is he even going to get hit? Who knows? I mean, Stipe has good footwork. He's a good boxer. But something's going to land. I, I mean, I, I mean, he may have great takedown, but, I mean, he's trying to take down a fucking bison. Another strategy, though, that I've heard being talked about is just if he's able to tire out Francis. So not even take him down, but just keep pushing for the takedown. So he, going from the feet to floor back and forth takes an incredible amount of energy. And when you're walking around at 265 muscle, that takes a lot of energy just to, just to stand up there and move. Do you think you can tire out somebody who grew up working in a sand mine? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm Something just, tells me he's worried. He, I don't know if uh, any you know hard day's work that Stipe's put in can compare to growing up in a fucking 
a Cameroonian sand mine. That's a very fucking good point. <laughs> who heard? Who knew that sand mines existed until this guy came around? I didn't know people fucking mined sand. They mined sand. But apparently, this motherfucker stood barefoot, ankle deep in water, and shoveled sand into the back of cars for yeah. like a good chunk of his life. For those of you uh, who don't know, you're just kind of coming into this fresh, listening to us comment on it. Francis Ngannou kind of came out of nowhere from Cameroon in Africa, and he grew up working in a goddamn sand mine. And he's the son of one of the most legendary Cameroonian African street fighters in Africa. Like, like, if you go to Africa and you mention his father's name, people know who the fuck he is. From what, I've, from what I hear. I don't know, fucking know. I've never been to Africa. But dude, and, and then on top of that, he just decided, fuck this, I don't want to shovel sand anymore. Because I would think the same way. And just up and moves his ass to France and is living homeless. Stumbles into a boxing gym, says, I want a box. And they're like, oh, no, 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 motherfucker. You're going to do MMA because you're the scariest son of a bitch I've ever seen. And now he's fighting for the title because he's a fucking vicious monster. And now he, and he also uh, has the hardest... Uh, hitting punch in the history of the UFC. And his Re- nickname, as far as recorded punches go. His nickname is The Predator. That's fucking terrifying. You know what I think would be a good nickname for him? They should have called him Black Drago. Because he just strikes me as like Ivan Drago from Rocky IV, like, I must break you. But he's like the bigger, scarier African version. I'm, I'll tell you what, I want Stipe to win because I, I like champions winning. I don't know why. It's not like a <laughs> Fairweather fan thing. It's just I like people to get that streak. That defense streak. Um, well, but I think, Fra- Francis, I, if I have to pick somebody right now, I think is going to take it. I think Stipe is along the lines of Cormier in that he's an underappreciated champion, too. Stipe still works full-time as a firefighter. So he's got a day Jesus. job that he does specifically because he loves it. That's the only reason. He loves doing it. He loves That's helping That's crazy. People. He's a firefighter? I didn't even know. I didn't... He works Firefighter at two different paramedic. firehouses. Yeah. Damn. So he can take a life and save a life. <laughs> He'll bring you to the brink of death, nurse you back to health, and kick your ass again. <laughs> oh my goodness Stipe gracious. is all there is, man. And I didn't know really anything about him. I didn't follow him at all, which is crazy because he's the heavyweight champion. And on top of that, if he beats Francis Ngannou, he will then hold the record for most consecutive title defenses in the heavyweight division with a whopping three. <laughs> and there has been a heavyweight title since the late 90s, and nobody's defended it more than two times in a row. And I want to say only three people have defended it twice in a row. I think that's Brock Lesnar, um, uh, Kane Velasquez, and Randy Couture, maybe. Randy, I'm not so sure about Randy, but I know the first two I said have definitely defended um, twice. Patrick's going to pull that up for us. He's typing away. Um, Don't even have to ask him. It's like so, we're family or something. He gets fi- me. Final prediction. Who do you think's taking that fight? Uh, you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate with you, and I'm going to put my, my chips in Stipe's basket. All right. We'll see, see what, what happens. happens. We will see. certainly see what happens. I mean, uh, I don't think... Fight. I mean, people, you know, didn't sleep on Alistair Overeem, and he, you know, just got demolished. Right. And Right. I mean, I know I know Overeem and Miocic aren't the same fighter, but they're both really well-rounded fighters. I think, well, Overeem is bar none the most decorated striker in the history of the heavyweight division in the UFC. Thing with Overeem, though, could Overeem of yesteryear beaten Francis Ngannou? I Back think when so, he was yes. Uberim? Not necessarily Uberim, but he's been knocked out a lot, and his chin has, in recent years, his chin has been questionable, <laughs> like that of Chuck Liddell when Chuck Liddell was on his decline. Alice, not taking away from Alistair Overeem, he's a fucking beast, and he's that's why he's got the record he has, but he cannot take a punch like he used to be able to. So the fact that Francis Ngannou put him away in such spectacular fashion, honestly I mean, he blasted me. him into orbit. If you haven't the seen this goddamn punch, dopesters, like, just look up 
Francis Ngannou knock out Alistair Overeem. It's probably the most terrifying knockout in the it history is, of the sport. It is the gnarliest, most brutal knockout since Dan Henderson knocked out uh, Michael Bisping and then followed up with a flying fucking fist to the face way back in the day. But this, this shit's gnarly. His head... The back of his head touches his fucking spine before he hits the ground. It's he crazy. hits him so hard. He got hit in the face with a car, basically. Yeah. And that's not... I'm not speaking in hyperbole, because that's what his punch is rated at. His punch is as strong as... Getting hit a by a Ford Escort. Ford Escort traveling 25 miles per hour. Riddle me that, dopesters. That's fucking crazy. So, Steve uh, Mako, uh, he, he tied the UFC record for consecutive successful heavyweight title defenses. It doesn't say who. So he'll break the record if he gets the win? If he wins this, he'll break the record, okay. which would then could make him the greatest heavyweight of all time. I don't know why. I just don't I don't like Francis for the heavyweight champion. I think because he kind of came out of nowhere. I like people who like really grind it. I'm not saying he doesn't I, work hard, but I, I, want, like, I don't know. I think I like Stipe's story more. But I think that, that might be a stupid reason to no, say, like say something. both of their stories. You've got an all-American man's man firefighter going up against a literal self-made man that dragged himself out of extreme, brutal poverty, yeah. now fighting on the biggest stage of the world. No matter who wins, it's an amazing story either way. And this is this was a, a kind of a quiet card for the UFC, but right. I think it should be one of their biggest... God, the UFC is so terrible at promos. Do not They're so bad at card. fucking promoting their fights. Well, dude, just think like... For a while, they didn't really have to fucking worry about it because Connor was fighting all the time. He's I know, like three, four times a year. Like, but and just promoted himself. But just put out like really awesome, like movie trailer quality, like promos. Like the like the promo for the John Jones Daniel Cormier fight when it came out. It look it up, dopesters. It's one of the best fight promos ever. I watched it so many guys. I used to watch it before I went to the gym to pump myself up. It's true. He did that. He definitely did that. Eric, like, just I I love good promos. UFC, Silly. start investing in some decent fucking pro. Hire one of the fucking fan people who make... The fan promos are so much better than the actual promos. That's true, they are. Those fuckers have no lives. They're real good. <laughs> Anyhow. What you got for me over there, Patrick? You look like you're, you're oh. looking intently on the Yeah, computer. what do you... Uh, oh, I am, because it's... Uh, I'm trying to find the actual the actual fighters that are on the all-time list, but... It's I'm not I can't find an old time list for the heavyweight. I, I You'd probably have to go on Wikipedia the history of the heavyweight title an, and look. I an all time for for just the UFC, but not just for heavyweight. So I'll, I'll find it. Uh, if you find it, whatever. Let's uh let's move on to our next topic. Well, hold, hold on. We still got one more UFC topic, real quick. Oh, I want to talk about the lightweight division. Oh shit! Oh shit! Dopesters is about to get crazy. Yeah, I forgot about that. What are you? What do you want to talk about? Kebab. Uh, so Khabib? we got to talk about. Uh, a four, I think, I believe it's UFC 223. They've scheduled a fight between Tony Ferguson and Khabib Nurmagomedov, and they are fighting. Wait. They're not fighting for the interim title. They're fighting for the title title. Wait, what? Connor is to be stripped. When did this drop? Like today? Oh shit! I didn't know this. Fact check this for us, real quick, Patrick, because yeah. I didn't know they had actually. I believe that is correctly what I read. I didn't know if they had agreed on a bout yet. Expected to fight. Okay, so. Lightweight this is, this title is, fight between what? interim champion Tony Ferguson and Khabib Nurmagomedov is expected to headline UFC 223 on April 7th. This is coming from where? ESPN.com? ESPN.com. This is uh, Brett Oka, Okamoto. We'll give him credit. Um, this is his article we're looking at right now. UFC President Dana White told Boston's Tougher and Rich radio show on Wednesday the fight will happen on that date. Uh, it's Brooklyn's Barclay Center. Uh, McGregor is in the midst of renegotiating his UFC contract. And a timetable for his return is unknown. Okay, so I remember Dana White saying before, 
Connor may not come back until September, and that's unacceptable because that's like well over a year since he's done anything, um, and that's just too long. So he'll be stripped at that point. Which so they're from what I understand, they are going to strip Connor and Tony and Khabib are going to fight for the title. But when Connor comes back, he'll immediately get a title shot. Which I like that, you know. But I don't blame Connor for doing what he's doing. If I had a cool hundred mil in the bank. Fuck getting my my shit kicked in. And I'm sorry, like I know the UFC is trying to make as much money as possible, but for the amount of fans that Connor has brought to the table, I think he deserves a little bit more chunk of money. Yeah. I I really do. He's I I think he's transcended the sport, and he's think, and he's completely. Uh, I changed think he should be what people expect a minority out of owner. I think he should get some stock in the company, yeah. which is what he wants. That's why this is taking so long because that's what he's demanding. He wants a chunk of the company, which is fair because if they can't afford to pay him twenty million dollars a fight, give him a chunk of the company so he'll make money uh, overall. Regardless of his record. Regardless of his record, regardless of what you think of him, to like you cannot deny that he ha- his has affected this sport in a way no other fighter really has. Conor McGregor has brought in people that never heard of the UFC just because of his fucking antics. You want to talk about a king of content? That's Conor McGregor. He knows what the fuck people want to see inside and outside of the ring. He knows how to build himself. So I love when all these folks complain like I've been fighting for three times as long as Connor and I don't get paid nearly as much and I've held a title and I've done this and I've done all right well how many fucking followers do you have on social how media how many fucking pay-per-view buys do you bring to the table because I mean, at the end real. of the day UFC is a business they're trying to make money Connor didn't just make a shit ton of money fighting at UFC he made a fuckload of money fighting in boxing a thing he should have never been able to do but I mean, he's just he's the man dude if I could just talk to him for 10 minutes I'd love to just like hear Hear his story. Just like talk to him a little bit. Like what watch, brought you here? watch What'd the you documentary, do? man. No, but I want to do it personal, man. Like just have a drink with Connor, some of his whiskey, because as he said, that's coming well, out like this month. I'm pretty sure uh, that's that's Diddy Cheese, or Diddy Cheddar, <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, he's nuts, man. Fucking Connor McGregor. Mm. That's hilarious. All right, I think we've touched on UFC enough. Do you have anything else to add? No, that's about it. I want to get on to some of our dorkier topics because uh, that's what I. I love talking about UFC. I do too. I we get a little love, long in the tooth with it, though. I love talking about video games. Let's I, move on to video games, then. Dude, are we going to do pickups? Yeah, let's talk about our pickups this week. What did you pick up this week? Dude, I got some good shit recently. So, this week alone, I actually got more than I've bought in a while. Um, just today, I was out in Maryland. I, I met up with this dude. Uh, I'm working on my PS1 collection. It's super weak right now. But I picked up Spyro 1, 2, and 3. Which I'm, I'm pretty stoked on. Those were some of my favorite games growing up as a kid. I didn't have a PlayStation, but my best friend at the time, Kevin Reedy, did. Shout out Kevin Reedy if you ever listen. And uh, yeah, we used to play Spyro and Duke Nukem on his PlayStation all the fucking time. So I got those. And then uh, my fiance Leslie, who you all will meet eventually um, via YouTube, so check us out. Uh, she is not really into games, and I've been trying to get her into games for a while. And uh, I finally found out there's one game she grew up playing. It's called CTR Crash Team Racing. Never played it in my life. I'm not a big Crash Bandicoot fan, but I found it. She's all excited, so now I'm going to be playing that with her. Uh, on top of that, I added a console to my collection that I've been... I can't explain why I've wanted it so badly for so long. Maybe because I've always heard about it and I've never had one. But I fucking wanted one, and I finally got it. I got a Sega Genesis... It's like the Model 2, I want to say, maybe. I don't know what the exact... If you could look up a picture, Patrick, it's right down there, and see if you can match that. 
It's the kind that you can hook up with the Sega CD add-on and the 32X add-on. Uh, came with a fat three-button controller. And with that, I got some shitty sports titles. But I also picked up uh, Dr. Robotnik game. I got Pac-Man 2, which uh, kind of sucks. And then I got uh, Tiny Toons Adventures, which is basically like a mixture of Super Mario Brothers and Sonic. And he's also currently hanging on to a few of my games because I never play them anyways. Yeah, I'm borrowing Eric's games. They're uh, Sonic it? 1 and 2. Clay Fighters, um, Streets of Rage, maybe? No, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, and then something else. But yeah, I love collecting for the Sega Genesis. This is going to sound kind of odd. I just got one, but I've been collecting for it since before I had one, just because I think the boxes look really cool on a show. They're, I think they're by far the best game boxes from that era. I'm with... I think they're the best game boxes of all time, honestly. They might be. Because they look just like VHS tapes. And, and they're I, sturdy because they're made out of plastic, not fucking cardboard. Plastic. And like... VHS tapes, of course, are super dated. I collect those, too. And, yes, I do have quite a few of those. I get all my favorite old-school movies on every format. Um, But I think VHS tapes look just kick-ass on a shelf. They fill the shelf nicely. You can read them. They've got cool box art. And that's what I think of the Sega Genesis cases. All right, Patrick. All right. So you have the Sega Genesis Model 2 system with controller. Knew it. Yeah, I got the Model 2. That's what I thought. Um, Next on my list, I want to get the Sega CD add-on and a 32X to make the biggest monstrosity in retro games. It's a ridiculous piece of hardware. I'll post a picture of it on our Instagram later so you guys can check it out for yourselves. But it's fucking ridiculous looking. All right, Eric, what did you pick up? So I picked up, I've been wanting one for the longest time, and because Nintendo's announced that, you know, this is pretty much the last generation they're going to make due to the Switch, I picked up a Nintendo DS. I bought the DS, uh, the 2XL, the 2DS XL. Which is actually, I like it. Yeah. Because I hated the original 2DS, I thought it was so ugly. And then they made the 2DS XL similar to the 3DS, and I think it's really cool. The only, it's literally the only difference is it doesn't do the, three, the 3D, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a very small percentage larger screen than the 3D. It's a bigger top screen. Yeah. It's noticeable. Uh, it's it's much simpler looking. It's thinner. But um, but I don't I never liked the 3D shit on there yeah, anyways, because you can't like tilt it or anything. It gives me a fucking headache. Um, but I bought it for a couple of reasons. One, I've always wanted DS and just never got around to getting it. Two, they're cheaper now than they've ever been when you buy them new because they've been out for so goddamn long. Three, uh, I, I'm kind of running out of games to play, and there's an entire decade's worth almost of, you know, backlog of games to play on the DS. Uh, and four, it's something I can travel with that I won't be as upset uh, about losing or breaking as I would with my uh, Switch. Okay, yeah, so the, uh, the 2DS is... They're similar dimensions. Um, is it picking him up on there? But they have the same screen sizes, and uh, the 2DS is 26% lighter, though. So same screen size, similar dimensions, but the 2DS is a little... It's lighter, but that's because it's cheaper materials that they make it okay. out of. You can feel it. It feels a little bit cheaper than the 3DS, but again, it was, it was like... A little bit thinner. It's, it's, not, thinner, it's yeah. not quite as ergonomic. The corners are slightly sharper. But we're talking about very uh, minute details that if you want to learn all that nonsense, you can go find somebody on YouTube that they review these in depth. Eric and I are... Maybe we'll do it. Eric and I are more casual collectors. I don't believe in spending a lot of money on games. I'm into Every the retro spirit game of that gaming. I'm buying is going to cost maybe $5. Okay, and anything more, I'm going to try to buy other stuff to sell it to make the money back. My goal is to be like, shout out to CJR on YouTube. He hasn't paid a dime for his game room, and he's got over 5,000 games. I've, I put a lot of money into, into retro games there for a while. The difference is, Eric knows exactly what he wants, and he just goes out and fucking buys it. Yeah. I try to find my stuff in the wild, 
because it, it's for me. It's like a game. Right? The hunt is, yeah. It's, I'll admit, it's a big hobby. And for we me. had a, I don't, we still, there's, I don't even know if we're ever gonna replicate that one day we had out uh, picking oh, up games. We had an incredible fucking day. All of our loyal fans that you've been following us since day one, it's on our Instagram. What did I just listen to? Go take a look. Probably already seen it. If you have been, that if you haven't seen it, there's a picture of it up there, dude. We got, I think for like, f- click on that picture, Patrick, because it says how much we paid. I want to say. Okay, no. we didn't put. The, we spent like a hundred between hundred dollars between the two of us. But we got like almost five hundred worth of resale. We got a value. PS2, a PS1. We got the two the, NESs a, with two like NESs. all the original stuff. It's a boxed PS2. We got all the controllers, all the hookups. And we got fuck ton third of party controllers for N64, which are kind of hard to find. We got Sega Genesis games. We got boxed NES games, Doctor Chaos and Monster Party. Monster Party, so much fucking fun. We got PS1 controllers. We got a bunch of PS2 games. We got easily $400 worth of stuff for 100 bucks. Five if you push it. Mm. My best day for game collecting. It was That was a ton of fun. I don't, again, I don't think we'll ever replicate it. I think that was just sheer luck. And we're going to do... So What one thing that we want to do moving forward is we're going to do a lot more videos, right? So Patrick is going to help us develop a legitimate YouTube channel. This kid's a whiz when it comes to, to video editing. He's really fucking good. Yeah, of course. He's my little buddy. He's like my little brother. I've known him since he was he was born, basically. He's our producer, man. I've known him out the womb. I'm his confirmation sponsor. Safe to say we're pretty close, but like... We're going to edit out these breaks where I'm spitting. Uh... <laughs> I love dip. No, so uh, bring me back, Patrick. What was I saying? You're talking about how close we are. So we're really tight, and I uh, I had him over with his beautiful fiance the other day. We had a nice dinner, and and he's talking to me about these videos. I said, where the hell did you learn how to do all this shit? And he's throwing all these ideas, and that's when we got serious. We're like, all right, man, we're going to make something out of this. But I'm ranting. I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent here. We're going to put out some solid video content. And once the we get out of the winter, Eric and I are going to be hitting the yard sales hardcore. We're going to be getting videos. We're going to put together some sweet videos of pickups. Because we want to be like a jack-of-all-trades channel, right? If you're a dork and you love dork stuff, we got it for you. If you're a jock and you love sports, we've got sports stuff coming out. Hockey, baseball, all that stuff, man. Wait, what? UFC. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, we I'll got, stick with what I know. <laughs> we've got a lot of different stuff that could gotcha. be potentially coming down the pipeline. So <laughs> tune into our YouTube channel. We're going to we're gonna spam it out there once we get it made. So anyway, we're going to have some awesome video content coming out soon. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll make a big spam post when we've got our, our YouTube channel up. Went on a slight rant talking about how excited we are for the future. <laughs> let's get let's get back on uh, some right, of the stuff so we're we. Gonna be talking about the Bachelor. Oh boy, we're b- talking b- about b- b- this season of The Bachelor uh, with this season's Bachelor is Ari Lyonduk. How do I? Can you pull that up, Patrick? I have no idea how to pronounce it. Yeah, Ari uh, Lyondike. Lyondike. Yeah, I think that you know, I think that's how it's Ari Ari Lyondike Jr. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, he's the Bachelor this year. Uh, last year it was Nick Viel. Um, me and Gibson had mixed feelings about Nick when we were watching Dude, him. Did you see who Nick is dating now? Who's January Jones. Oh, it's that's hilarious because when she was on the Jimmy Fallon, when she was on the Jimmy Fallon show, she talked about how much she loved Nick Viel. And now they're fucking dating. Dude, <laughs> and now she's hot. T- yeah, she's she's so she's Betty Draper from fucking uh, Mad Men. Mad Men. And, and she's, she's also, also fucking uh, Emma, Emma Frost, Frost. from uh, X Men. Dude, there's our little dorky tie-in for superhero movies because we fucking love them. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so they're dating now. That's pretty cool. But fuck Nick Vial. I don't <laughs> like him. He's a pussy. 
Uh, I am glad that it didn't work out with the girl he picked because I wanted Raven to win. And speaking Raven of Raven, won. Tia is Raven's friend. She's on this new season. Uh huh. And uh, she's she's pretty, from Wiener, Arkansas. She's pretty swell. You know, she's a swell gal. She had one of girl. the hottest intro videos ever. It's just her shooting guns and in, je- in short jean shorts. That is such a what's what do they call them? Social media influencer kind of thing to do, right there. Yeah, I know boys like guns and boys like my ass. So I'm put my ass and <laughs> guns together, and I'll make a hot little video. Ugh. What do you think of this season so far? I know you've only seen the first two episodes. I've seen all three so far. I will say this: I like. I liked the drama from the last season, but I hated Nick Vial. Yeah. I like I like Ari a lot more, but I'm not getting into it quite as much as I did last season. I barely know who any of the so women are now. I barely know who any of the women are this season. So, I know, bring back fucking... <laughs> Hashtag bring back Chad. They need to give Corinne like her own reality show. Dude, you know the E network is already in talks with Corinne. They Maybe. have to be. They're going to call that show uh, Platinum Vagine. I'm calling it right here. You heard it here first, folks. Platinum Vagine coming to the E Network soon. Q3. Oh, I totally fucking GIF bombed you the other day with like. M- oh my! I didn't God. even realize so many Corinne GIFs existed. So loyal fans, you know that Eric and I like to send each other videos. They're usually pretty gross. Like I sent a lot of Brazilian fart porn and other things to him. <laughs> like it's they're speaking Portuguese and farting and oh oh all the grunts. So Eric sent me like 15 GIFs of Corinne, all different. Yeah, and there's probably even more of them out there. Just her saying ridiculous shit, because oh, she did say a whole lot of ridiculous shit. That I just, season. I just couldn't even. Oh, I just couldn't Corinne. even. I fucking love Corinne. Anywho, let's talk about this season. What uh, you said, you thought it was kind of boring the season so I don't, far. I don't think I it's like boring at all. Oh. I'm just not as into it because like there's I just, a little less like craziness. Yeah, except okay, I, we're looking at gifs right now of Corinne, and they're pretty funny. It was way <laughs> more of an adult combo, like we didn't kiss. <laughs> I'm sorry I napped. Oh my god. I'm sorry. She's hilarious. <laughs> I bet she's a hairy Greek though. She's Greek. I bet oh, she's hairy. She took a bite out of the rose. I love the taste of victory. Ugh. Anyway, I think Dude, this is looking mature. Is Chelsea. No, Chelsea's way more mature. She's trying to look out for her kid, man. But in the very beginning, she came off like she was going to be this season's current. No, Crystal's this season current. Crystal is this Crystal's season's the bitch this season. Crystal is a capital B biatch. I, you I haven't right? seen episode three. She gets way worse. She's oh at the point God. where she's like, she's like, I know all these girls think they have something special, but that's just because they don't know what me and Ari have. Oh my god! Like goodness. she had like one really good date, and she just assumes that because she had a good date, nobody else could have possibly had a good date. But she's also got the world's most annoying fucking voice it sounds so fake like a valley and i'm girl. and i'm not gonna mention it here on the podcast but i have a theory about her and i can't wait to find out if it's true or not if it is true we will mention it on the podcast but, but until not then, let's we're gonna keep it secret that let's talk about that hot tamale bibiana oh bibiana i love how fucking ghetto she goes when i'm talking to my man you leave me the fuck alone you need to back the fuck off <laughs> she's like get out of my fucking face Dude, Bibiana's a, a hot little piece of fire right there. She She's is. nuts. They all are. I, so I'm going to make my predictions now. I don't know who I'm going to say for top four, but I think final two are going to be... I think top, final two, but just based off of what I see from chemistry and how they interact with the other girls, because I think that plays a way bigger difference than people think, because right? I think Ari sees like, whether or not these are nice girls or not and all that stuff. I think Chelsea... 
uh, is going to make it to yes. Final Four because she's the first fucking one that made, made out with him on day yeah. one. And, and I'm sorry if I was on The Bachelor, time. you're making it to the Final Four if you make out with me at night one. But you can also judge too, I think, based off how much airtime they're getting. Yeah. Right? Like she's getting a ton If you're of getting airtime. that much airtime and you're not putting out too much drama, you're probably making it to the mm-hmm. end. Bibiana was a NFL cheerleader. No, no shit. shit. For the Miami, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm not surprised it's the Miami Dolphins. Let's be real here, okay? And I also think... She was Rookie of the Year at 19. Good for her. America's Sexiest Cheerleader. What? Did you hear that? America's Sexiest Cheerleader. How about that? Now she's just like a, a fiery tamale, just bursting off at people because they get too close to her man. <laughs> Anywho, so... My uh, second pick for top to final two is going to be Becca. The sh- I can't remember her last name. Short-haired Becca. Martinez. Because uh, she has oh, crazy chemistry with Ari. She's 22, isn't she? Yeah, she's young. She's very. She's younger than us. Go figure. I think the girl Markel, the other young one, I think she's going to go if she hasn't gone already. Because she gets no airtime. The blonde? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I can't remember who he sent home. Like, only a handful of girls are really standing out. I might, you know what? I may be thinking that I caught on to the names way sooner last season because by the end of the season I knew who everyone was, and then by fucking Bachelor in Paradise I knew who everyone was. But maybe I'm going to learn all their names fucking uh, eventually. Maybe. I don't think the names, I'm, this is going to sound like a dick thing. I don't think their names really matter that much <laughs> until we're in like the final 10. Because oh. he's still just, like, weeding out the girls that he has no chemistry with right now. We got the first night we watched this, though. Or, no, you maybe second night we watched it. was second episode we started joking about this. Uh, we got drunk as hell, and we started, like, joking about, like, what it would be like if we were The Bachelor. And I made a joke that I would send the first three home. The, <laughs> the, the, the hottest three home at night one. That way, everyone else knows that they really need to up the sluttiness. <laughs> And then I, I would, I, and then I would start sending home everybody as soon as I got information from them. But and it'd be, it would be random, ridiculous information. I'd have a little ledger that I took my notes with, and as soon as I got the information I want, I'd send them home. Two I'd episode ask some season, dumb baby. shit. Two episodes. Like there's season. a girl who's into taxidermy. I'd be like, "How do you skin a rabbit?" And she tells me the, oh, the proper technique to skin a rabbit. I'd say, "I have all I need from you. You can go home." What? Rick, I said you can go home. Good Rick, day. Rick Harrison's like, why do you keep se- why do you keep sending all these women home? He's like, I've got all I need. Got all the information I need, Rick. Wait, is it Rick? Chris Harrison, excuse Rick me. Chris Harris. Anywho. The that's most just underappreciated I'm a psychopath. person and on The Bachelor. I think also by like the fucking month of like Go, with being with all these women, you know by the end who your top pick is as far as wife material. So if you're going to take two to the uh, the fantasy suite, it's got to be the one you know you're going to marry and the one you want to bang the most. And then you toss out the one you want to bang the most at the end. <laughs> I, I have gotten what I wanted. <laughs> I'm going into this knowing exactly what I want. I'm strategizing. the. F- I, I do think about this too much. Eric could be a contestant on there one day. Who fucking knows? I'm too fucking get, fat. Get some abs going, and then we'll talk. Uh, yeah, you'll see on YouTube. He's, he's good. <laughs> Eric's just the, he's just the cool drink of water over here. He's a I'm sweet the, boy. I'm the boy next door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the boy going to make all your I don't know. What's your, what's your go-to strategy for the bachelor? Uh, Dude, already, engaged man. <laughs> I already found my bachelorette, and her name's Leslie, and I'm in love with her. So my strategy would be to pick her, because I already did. Dude, I think she's, like, obsessed with you. Dude, I think she's, like, so obsessed with me. But it's cool because I'm obsessed with her, too. Is the mic picking up? I'm fucking whispering. Only a little bit. Listen to me now, folks. I love her. Down there. All right. Okay. okay. Bring me back, P. Diddy. Still right. talking about The Bachelor. The bachelor uh, are we going to 
than the switch or are we still here? Hold on, we're still talking about the bachelor. Can we talk about the first fucking date he went on this chick where he gave her like fifty thousand dollars worth of designer clothes to keep? Yeah, uh hello, he wanted to spoil her. She got uh, fucking Rachel Zoe dresses. Oh my god. Fucking Louis Vuitton shoes. She goes, I've never seen these in person. I'm like, bitch, go to a Macy's. And Neil Lane jewelry. Okay, I just want to point out... I hate myself for knowing who all three of those people are. (laughs) (laughs) Eric's very fashion forward. So I just want to point out that like his ideal first date with her is like my biggest... playing dress My fucking nightmare (laughs) of a date. Like, that's the equivalent of like, you're a kid and you're like, oh man, it'd be so cool if my girlfriend takes me to Victoria's Secret and then she takes you and you're like, this is a fucking nightmare. And you're standing in the back (laughs) with all the other boyfriends and you give each other the nod like, I know, I've been here for three hours, dude, I feel your pain. And you all, you just suck in silence together but it makes you feel a little bit better because you know you're not alone yeah that's a fucking nightmare to me I fucking hate that okay who was the Victoria's Secret uh, trips they suck it's miserable it's miserable I think it's gonna be cool when we first start dating but it sucks who's the chick he took on the dress update see if you can find that you just had her up here I think her name's it's back she's the second Becca I'm pretty sure yeah Becca K yeah Becca M and Becca K. I think Becca M's going. I think both the Beccas will be in the final four, and then Chelsea, and I have no idea who the fourth of the final four are going to be. I could see him keeping her on Crystal. Maybe Tia. It could be Crystal, because she's getting a ton of airtime. Either that or No, because so many of the other girls are complaining about her. He's eventually. Holy dick skin! Jesus Christ! Three hundred thousand. I was just guessing based. I was just guessing that it was around fifty thousand based off of what I know about fashion. Fucking three hundred thousand dollars. And dude, you think you're buying a girl three hundred thousand dollars worth of diamonds? He's not even that rich. He's got like a four million dollar net worth. But but hear me out. Three hundred thousand dollars worth of diamonds and not a single one. I guess ABC might be paying for it. Not a single one is an engagement ring. Imagine the bar you just set for the. No, it was a fucking engagement ring. It was a ridiculous giant necklace. Yeah, that monster. And two ear. I don't. I think she only got to keep the earrings okay, though, if I okay, recall okay. correctly. This she didn't get to keep the necklace. Three hundred round and baguette cut diamonds. I don't think she got to keep the necklace though. I think she just got to wear it. I think she got to keep the earrings. That's fucking crazy, dude. If I was her, I'd pawn that bitch. The earrings have over a hundred. They have a hundred diamonds in them. Hot damn, daddy. Oh, That's crazy. Les has got one diamond it for was, me, and she's happy. It was so funny though when she came back with all these fucking clothes. Like, the, like all these girls were. You could tell they were like, "Oh, we're so excited for you," but they were all just like, "Oh my, this fucking bitch with all this right <laughs> stuff." Baby Anna started crying. She was like, "I've never seen Louis Vuitton shoes in real life." That's dude. It's like <laughs> fucking like Google them. I. <laughs> Bitch, go to Macy's or Nordstrom's or something. No, I just think it's funny because, like, they all act like they're friends, but you know in the back of their mind, they're like, fuck you, you bitch. Oh, I know. Oh, they're not. Some of them got to be friends, though. Dude, what about that one little blonde girl he sent home, and she's like, she didn't hug him. Oh my god, scandalous! And and he, she's like, I'm not even upset that you know, you're sending me home. I'm just upset to leave my friends. It's like, what the fuck did you come? Yeah, how about you kiss my my white ass? Not upset that I sent you home. Fuck off! You came here to get a season, you bitch. Can't have the These girls. These girls all have like really weird traumatic experiences in their childhood the too. fucking bumper car. Yeah, there's a girl who like oh. she apparently had a traumatic bumper car incident when she was a child where yeah. she it wasn't even like she got hit by a bumper car. She was safely in a bumper car and everybody just kept hitting her. She just got and she cornered. said that was traumatic for her. <laughs> Hash- <laughs> hashtag hashtag stop white people, okay? That is one of the whitest 
That is that is whiter than a gluten allergy right there. My most traumatic experience happened when my parents took me to Disneyland. I, the most traumatic experience in my life is when I wanted a Porsche, but I got a BMW. Uh, we're shitting all over her right now, but I, I swear if I was in his place, I'd be like, that's okay. Dude, that's if we, okay. If we had more <laughs> listeners or followers, somebody would say, you insensitive bastard. Who are you to judge? I'm here. I, I'm able to judge because I've also been on a bumper car before. That's how I'm able to judge. News it's flash. not a traumatic. It's not a traumatizing experience. Newsflash, bitch. They go about as fast as an electric razor scooter. Okay, calm. <laughs> the fuck down. Uh, this other chick was complaining that she got attacked by a dog. That's a little bit more uh, reasonable, what though. Kind of dog she almost lost her eye, in? apparently. Oh, shit, never mind. So that's a little... You know what? I take that back. Well, I'm gonna give her that one. But the, the bumper car incident, though. <laughs> My God. I just can't even. <laughs> hey, don't shit on... Patrick's shitting on Bichon's. My parents have one named Spike. He's vicious. Not really. He's, he's a... He's a, Yeah, because your brother's a shit. He's a ten and a half pound little fluff ball, and he's got cataracts, and he's very old, but he doesn't realize it, and he walks into stuff. Poor little bastard. Oh. Love him. Love him, love him. Uh, anywho, what do you think's going on? This, Yo, shout like out to Nicole. Shout out to Nicole. She wanted us to talk about The Bachelor longer, and we give the fans what they want. Make sure you send her this episode so that she knows that All we, right, we went in depth. Man, you're cutting us off. You tired of hearing about the bachelor, Patrick? Uh, we just move along. I feel we did. We kind of reach a plateau. We have. So next, we're going to talk about something that just dropped yesterday. Let's bring it being back so to, catty. Let's <laughs> let's bring it back to uh, the nerd spectrum. We're going to talk about something that Nintendo just dropped yesterday, and that is the Nintendo Labo. Labo, 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 Nintendo Labo, Nintendo Labo. That's a good it one. It is a uh, Thank you. It is um, it's this cardboard DIY video game thing, and I think it looks really cool on the surface. The problem I see with it is it's geared towards kids, like everything Nintendo makes. But this one's like super geared towards kids. So you build uh, a contraption out of pre-cut cardboard that fits the Switch and the Joy Cons, and you play games that come with it based off of um based off of what you build. So there's like one, it's a robot kit. Scroll up. Or scroll oh, up. I didn't see that. I didn't see that came. Yeah, I down. thought you had to buy all of them individually. No, I didn't realize there's two kits that you Go got. up a little bit back, just just right there. We'll, we'll so, post this on the Instagram so you guys, the variety you dopesters kit, can yeah. The variety kit, which is going for 70 bucks, and you build a piano, RC cars, a house, uh, a few other things, and then a, a motorbike. And it looks really cool. The issue that I see with it, and I think this is going to be a big issue, is... A lot of adults are going to be buying this. I know I'm going to buy it. Oh, there's a fishing rod one that looks pretty cool too. And it looks like a lot of fun. But how soon is it going to fucking break? So fucking When quick, an adult dude. is playing the motorcycle game and using the handlebars, it's just shit's going to break. You know, um, but it's not geared towards adults, so fuck them. It's like a Raspberry Pi for like extended. Exactly. That's a good point. Patrick just said it's like a Raspberry Pi kind of mixed in with Nintendo Switch. That makes a good point. I'm, dude, I'm sorry, but. I think this is Nintendo, like, people just will buy whatever we put our name on. What the fuck should we sell them? Let's sell them fucking cardboard, man. But, dude, I think they're thinking, like, how are we going to get more people to buy a Switch this year than last year? And put out a, better fucking games. It's a cool idea. Don't get I'm me wrong. Nintendo makes great games, but you a lot of their games, like, you really have to have, like, a desire to play. Yeah. Like, they're great games, but, like, if, you, if it's not, like, your style of game, you won't be... Like, they're only two, like, really big games. There are only two games that, like, I think think pretty much anybody could play and enjoy that came out this year were Zelda and Mario. 
Well, I think and Mario Kart, but Mario Kart's not really a like a story like big well, game. Mario Kart's not a Switch game; it's a port from the Wii U. True. So a lot of their games are, are ports. So they're porting over um, Link's Hyrule Warriors or something like that. So that's kind of neat. But anyway, so like, um, what was I getting out with this? We're gonna edit this. I just had a big brain fart. We're talking about games. Talk about you those warriors. No, before that, talking about games. Edit, edit, edit. Um, talking about triple A titles. Oh, so okay. Back to so, uh, yeah, Eric, you made a good point with um, neat with um, only a couple big games that anybody could just jump in and play. A prime example of a really big Nintendo title that came out is Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which I want to play really badly. I have no just, desire to play just it at all because I'm super into my Nintendo Switch and I'm looking for more games to play. But that's a JRPG that fits a niche market, and I've never been into JRPGs. It's like a whole different world. And I want to play it just because I love my Switch, but I don't know if it's something I'm going to like. I'm not really a hardcore gamer. I'm more of like, when it comes to hardcore, I like my retro stuff. But like, that was a big title for them, but that's not going to fit for a lot of people. You look at the PS4, I mean, you've got all kinds of fucking games. You've got The Witcher, you've got Far Cry, you've got Call of Duty, you've got Battlefield, Battlefront, you've got all kinds of these Assassin's big, Creed. Big Assassin's Creed. You've got these massive... Grand Theft Auto. Horizon Zero Dawn. You've got these massive AAA titles that are coming out that, I'm sorry, but they knock the socks off of just about everything on the Switch because they're two totally different consoles. Zelda, the new one... Breath of the Wild is probably my favorite game of all time. I'm not just saying that because of replayability, but like you just get different kinds of games on the Switch because of the power, the processing power that it has. So I think I think they're really grasping at straws with this one, and they're they're just being Nintendo. Nintendo is always trying new, weird, out of the box kinds of things. And none of it ever fucking works. Like this gimmicky shit never works. But the Switch is the whole package. It's the console. This these are fucking attachments like the fishing rod and shit it's the same shit that you could have put with for, for your Wiimote back yeah. if you had a Wii and that shit never took off you could go to fucking CVS and buy a package of like 50 different items for 10 bucks it's they never took Wii. up yeah it's cardboard Wii I don't think it's gonna catch on I mean the one thing that this has over the fucking plastic shit that you could buy for the Wii is it's customizable because it's cardboard you can mm-hmm. color it however you want but it's gonna fall apart so goddamn quick I think this is a bubble right here they're gonna have big sales right off the bat and then it's gonna, it's but it's gonna be only the people who really wanted it, and nobody else is gonna buy it. Yeah, you either yeah. really want this or you don't at all. You're gonna get a ton of kids wanting it, and their parents buy it for them. You're gonna get that niche market of people that buy everything because they collect, like me. I think so. They're gonna well, buy all of them just to have them. The smart thing would to do if you're a collector, buy it, and never open it. Yep, I agree. But I'm gonna open it, and I'm gonna do a review of all the different things on our YouTube channel. I might buy it and never open it, because that's the type of thing. In 20 years, people are like, "Oh my god, I forgot they did this bullshit. Nobody liked." Right? And we missed we missed the boat on so much of that stuff because we didn't really get into collecting until now. Like that fucking power pad they used to do the Olympic game with. Oh my god! Those things are if you can get those in like a, a box fresh with the title that was before it was Nintendo Olympics. It was just called like Super Olympics or some shit like that, dude. If you get, I think you're talking about stadium events. Stadium events. That is the rarest, most valuable. Exactly, game that's on my NES. point. Yep. And that's eventually what this shit's gonna head be, on over. Everyone's gonna lose it, and they and all their box cardboard shit's gonna be destroyed. So whoever actually kept it in the box and you know hung on to it, that's that shit's gonna be valuable. If that's my prediction. If we'll follow up in 20 years, dopesters. If you're curious about uh, stadium events or anything else retro games, I'm gonna give a shout out to somebody who doesn't know who I am. But I respect him so hard. 
because his collection is amazing and his, his library is fantastic. He's part of the Metal Jesus crew. It's not Metal Jesus. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the immortal John Hancock. The dude's a fucking G. His videos are simple. They're straightforward. They're to the point. They're not very fancy because they don't need to be. He built an addition on his house himself to add more games, but he's got shit that dates back like early Pong and Pong clones all the way up to modern. He's got stadium events. He's like one of the few people to have one, and he's got, it's a repro manual. I mean, the dude's got a complete NES collection, so go check his shit out on YouTube. The Immortal John Hancock, he's a fucking G. While you're at it, check out Metal Jesus Rocks. That's my favorite channel. He posts videos every Tuesday and every Friday. Not a sponsor, doesn't know who I am, but I think he's awesome. I'd love to meet him. Um, but yeah, check out their stuff if you're into retro games. Metal Jesus, CJR, RGT85, um... Those are the three that come to mind. Those dudes are fucking G's when it comes to retro games. So I just looked up the stats on Nintendo, the stadium events. The prices can range for the stadium events from 13000 to $41,000. So in case you couldn't hear, stadium events goes anywhere from 13000 to, to $41,000. $41,000. $41, the box itself is worth ten k Because it's, it's one of the rarest games ever made. I think it was a promotional item you had to mail in to get, and it was super limited quantities. But that was before... So that was before Nintendo bought the title, though. This is the 80s, dude. Yeah, no, no. So Stadium Events, the original one, Nintendo didn't own. Mm. Then they bought it and they released uh, Nintendo Olympics with uh, the Power Pad. Okay. So before the Power Pad came with a separate game that wasn't owned by Nintendo, and then they were like, well, why don't, if this is the game that we're giving out with it, why don't we fucking buy it and make it our own? Okay. I didn't so the, know that. it's the original one, the actual, before Nintendo had uh, bought, bought the licensing for it, that is the valuable one. Just the regular Nintendo one's actually apparently easy to come by. Damn. Not bad. Look, can you you fact that fact check that for me? Fact check the uh, whether uh, if the Nintendo version of Stadium Events is easier to find. All right. Oh yeah, they said right here that the Nintendo version of Stadium Events sells on eBay for like three dollars. Yeah, that one's super common. Damn, I didn't three dollars. Isn't that crazy? If you didn't hear that, that's fucking nuts. All right, keep this shit going. I'm getting a beer. All right, let's. Uh, what the fuck else do we want to talk about? Uh, other video game shit. Uh, oh, anyways, because I was I mentioned it earlier, Dopesters. I bought the DS. Uh, so far, pretty happy with it. I bought Pokemon Moon, uh, which I was surprised. I didn't realize that the graphics had gotten to the point where like it was almost 3D with the character walking around and everything. I thought it was all still 2D, like Game Boy type shit. Um, I also picked up uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, just because that's what they th recommended uh, as the two games that I buy first offhand. Um, so far, I'm happy with it. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, having a good time. Uh, Looking forward to getting deep into DS games. And again, I just wanted something easy that I could travel with that I would not be as terrified to break or lose like my Switch. I'll tell you, you picked a good one, dude. Yeah. Because I, I have the original DS. I got it brand new. And then, um, as y'all probably know, it's a fairly ugly console. It's super old. But it was so much fun when it first came out. I loved it. Played the shit out of it. I exclusively played Pokemon and Nintendogs. I was a little, I was a little queer. And then on top of, <laughs> edit that part. I exclusively <laughs> played um, uh, Pokemon on there and Nintendogs. But then I got the the DSi, which was like so cool because you could get on the internet, right? It was like a PSP kind of. And that's when I just stopped and I fell off and I and I feel like shit for it. I'm probably gonna end up getting a 3DS XL. I want to get the Galaxy one. Or a 2DS, the Pokeball version is pretty neat too. But yeah, I'm pretty jealous that Eric picked that one up. I really want one of those too. 
I, and you know what? Since I've been playing it, I realized I prefer that style of video game for small screen mobile gaming than the games on the Switch. Ah, like the, okay. that, that level of game I prefer to play on my TV. Like if I'm actually on the move, like on a plane or on a train or some shit like that, the DS makes way more sense to me. Which is why actually I, I, I totally get why Nintendo's been fucking pumping shit out for that for almost 10 years now. I agree. I don't like playing the Switch on the go that much. Like I play, uh, I've got Lego. Neither Marvel. do I. I've got Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, which I don't like very much. I think Lego Marvel Super Heroes, the original one, is ten times better. The new one is honestly not very good, in my opinion. But games like that, I don't mind playing on the go because they're simple. But I hate playing Breath of the Wild on the go. I want that up on my big TV. I think it's so much more fun that I way. I agree. With the pro controller. I've got big hands, so putting those Joy-Cons in that little controller is just too fucking small for me. By the way, fucking... If you ha- own a Switch and you're on the fence about, and you haven't yet, uh, about whether or not uh, you want to get Doom, don't get it. Because <laughs> the, the sensitivity is so fucking terrible if you have the Pro Controller to play on your TV that it's pretty much unplayable. Wow. And, and it's not adjustable at all. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll tell you one game I'm really looking forward to on the Switch. Eric and I talked about this before, and that I'm at the point where if I have to choose, so if a game comes out on the PS4 and the Switch, I'm going to buy it on the Switch. For portability, yeah. Because I I I play my PS4 once in a blue moon now because I'm always on the go. But I play my Switch. At one point, I was playing it pretty much every day. I Same. fucking love it, right? So I'm really excited for the new Wolfenstein to come out on the Switch. But that's that's what I'm worried about though, because like. Uh uh, with uh, Doom, like it's pretty much virtually same mechanics of both Bethesda games and everything. Yeah. I think t- different like actual studios producing it. I'm worried though the same issues that Doom has as far as the playability and everything it are gonna uh, transfer over to Wolfenstein. There's a chance that'll happen, but Wolfenstein is a newer game, and this new version is being made. It, it's it it's taken them much longer to port it over. It's, than I don't think Doom. it's as it's it's technically a port, I guess, but it's it's. I don't know if it's actually a port because it's it's being released not at the same time but but similar time frame. I don't know. I, I think it'll I think it'll be more. I th- I'm refined. pretty sure it is a port. I'm pretty sure they just they dial down all the graphics to like the absolute minimum that can fit onto. I want uh, to believe it's going to be more refined. I've never been a fan of Doom to begin with, so I never plan on getting that game anyway. Don't Eric? How did you end up getting it? Didn't you oh, surprise yourself with it? Yeah, I you dumb bastard. I I got hammered one night, and I guess I bought it when I was like blackout drunk. Cause I woke up the next morning, and uh, in my my Gmail account was just like, "Thank you for your fifty dollars purchase of Doom for the <laughs> Nintendo Switch." And I texted you. I was like, "Well, apparently I bought Doom last night." <laughs> and it was funny. Digital, it so was... he can't take it back. <laughs> But I hope I didn't buy it in store at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. Classic Just fucking blackout drunk. That is why, folks, I'm a hardcore collector. I buy hard copies. I don't like digital copies. If I can get it hard, I'm buying it hard. You know the last game I bought digital? Fucking No Man's Sky, and it's a raging piece of shit, and I haven't played it since I bought it, and I can't take it back. I can't sell it because I bought that bullshit digital. So on the on the GameSpot.com, People are bigger fans of Doom than Wolfenstein New Order. That makes sense. But for like, is that on Switch? It's, that can't be on Switch though. That's on a regular game here's, console. Okay, here's the thing with with Doom compared to Wolfenstein New Order. Doom has a lot of it's multiplayer. So that's a big thing with Doom. Is Wolfenstein story only? Wolfenstein is strict campaign single player. I don't know. Do, do, uh, is there no multiplayer, multiplayer at all? Okay. 
Fact check me on that one. The first one, the first one the definitely first one wasn't. Was no but I thought they may have added multiplayer to the new one. I don't think one. so because that's what Doom is. Yeah, for. fact check that. Because if you if you know anything about retro games, Doom and Wolfenstein are on were on the same engine and they were identical games back when they first came out. You walked down hallways in Doom, you shot aliens, and Wolfenstein, you shot Nazis. It was an identical game. There's a third it was game. Just the skin that was different. There's a third game that came out at the same around the same time, built on the same engine, and it was a Christian game released unlicensed by Nintendo, and it was the same ship. But it was Noah's Ark, and you threw like chickens or some shit. It was weird. That sounds fucking stupid. It's kind of valuable now, though, because it's, it's well, because it's weird, unlicensed. and people like weird shit to collect. It's also unlicensed, then. Yes, yeah. it sounds stupid. It's a little hard to find. Does not have multiplayer. Okay, yeah, so no, so no multiplayer for, for a new me, Wolfenstein. That doesn't matter because I don't play multiplayer. I like single player games. I'm an only child, and I suck at multiplayer. So same doesn't matter to me one single bit. All right. So it says so. Bethesda says that the reason why it doesn't have multiplayer is because it wouldn't have been a super superfluous experience. Superfluous. Yeah, Sur- I hate that word. It would not be a sur- superfluous experience. So when basically they're saying the type of story that they made for Wolfenstein, it wouldn't really make sense for them to put out a, sto- a multiplayer with it. Which it's fine with me because the story's supposed to be awesome. I loved the first one, you know. It's just the the issue that I have with the PS4 is there's too many awesome games out at all times, it seems, and they're all fucking long. And you pick them up and they're complicated, like Metal Gear Solid The Phantom Pain. I really like that game. But the just to get into the game, the prologue... It's like two fucking hours. It's like at least two hours. And then if, if I didn't play... And you're play crawling it, around, it's... Excru- I, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, because I was about to say it's excruciating, I think they did that on purpose, because yeah. the guy's crawling around like injured and With shit. One so you're trying So they're trying to make you feel fucking excruciated, yeah, like so through boredom, sucks. where he's like excruciated through pain. I but get... Okay, you fun. know what? I, I changed my mind. I see the artistic direction they're going in there. I like it. <laughs> I <laughs> changed my mind as I was explaining it. <laughs> what I'm getting at... Arik is it's a cool game and it's fun. You can't restart it, it though. It, Let's no. put it that way. If I don't play for a week, I fucking forget how to do half the stuff because you got to push one button and then another button to get to this screen and that screen. There's like all this five shit. buttons you got to hold to pick one gun. It's so damn complicated. But then I'm not going to restart the game because I don't want to sit through two and a half hours of that bullshit again and fight all these stupid monsters. So like, there's a lot of stuff. Horizon. There's also done. if you've never played Metal Gear Solid and you're looking at it uh, as like, oh, this cool like stealth military game. There's a lot of really weird shit in there. Horizon Zero Dawn, same deal. Beautiful game. One of my favorite games of the year. Super fun. I didn't have time to play it for like a month. I come back, I can't remember how to do half the stuff because you got to take down each monster a different way. It's complicated. It's hard. I like the Switch because it's kind of a harken back to the days where you only had 20, 30 minutes. You put in a cartridge, flip on the game, you play a little bit of Mario, turn it off, whatever, you're done. It's simple, it's to the point, it's simple, fun, it's not It's not like, oh, this is bullshit, boring, this is easy, It's the games are still difficult, but I can pick up Zelda, and within about 10 or 15 minutes, I remember how to do everything, and it's just as much fun as I had before. And that's one thing, that's part of the reason why I play the Switch so much, is now that I'm an adult, I just don't have as much fucking time. And I know a lot of the people out there that are listening to this are in the same boat, is we just don't have as much time to play. So as much as I love those big RPGs, I know a ton of dudes now, they've got kids, they can't play any of those games anymore. Now that the Switch is out, they only got 20-30 minutes, whatever, not a problem. Their wife kicks them off the TV, whatever, I'll take it out of the dock. It's fucking awesome. Dude, that's one of the things I loved about the Switch. If I was in the middle of some hard Zelda and I just needed to take a giant dump, 
I can just grab the whole thing and just keep on playing. Streamline. You can play it on the turlet. <laughs> Streamline that shit. Streamline. Play it on the turlet. More like Steamline. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. That's why the Switch is, is, is my favorite modern console. I love it. Yeah. Eric, I got a question for you. Yeah. What's your favorite console of all time? Ooh, my favorite console of all time. That's a toughie. Um, so, uh, I'm going to have to talk about just my fond memories of the game. Okay. Uh, I think the, the console I have the biggest emotional connection to is probably going to be the GameCube. Okay. Explain. I had I had so many fucking games collected for the GameCube and so I so many countless hours playing the fucking Rocky GameCube game. Yes. Like I played the fuck out of that game when I had I it. I have it. Do you want to play later? Maybe. Uh <laughs> I don't want to lose myself. Uh oh man. I I played so much of that game. Uh, the only thing that bummed me out about the GameCube version was, though, rather than the PS2 version, the PS2 version, you could play the side stories of, like, the Ivan uh, Drago character, all that uh, shit, um, which you couldn't do on the GameCube version, but there was so much cool shit on there, like, I just play it and play it and play it, I love that game, because the, I don't know, the the actual mechanics of which buttons did what uh, was so intuitive that I thought I just thought it was a great game. Uh, I also loved Mario, Super Mario Kart Double Dash, I think that's probably the best, uh, highly underrated uh, Super Mario Kart game. I thought that was one of the best versions of Super Smash Brothers. I just think I think the GameCube is probably the most underrated out of every single Nintendo system ever. And I if I have you. to pick, just based off of my pure emotional connection and everything, then I'd say that's my favorite. Now, as far as like the mechanics of it for its time and the how much like how in how big I got into like real hardcore gaming, then the PS3. Would okay. be my uh, favorite. So, so between those two, I don't know which one I would. If I had, could only pick one to stick with forever, I don't know which one I'd pick. That's fair. For me, I think my all-time favorite console is the N64. First console I had. I remember I was a little kid. All my friends had game consoles, and I didn't. I didn't really play video games that much. And then my parents surprised me with an N64. Same. And I'm still kicking myself in the ass because I had Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Tooie. I have like all the games that are fairly expensive now, and they scared me as a boy. So I traded them all to my neighbor for bullshit. So now I'm paying a lot of money to get them back. But the N64, I still play it all the time. I just recently picked up Super Mario 64. Never owned it, but my babysitter used to have it, so I played it all the time. I played the shit out of that. And that's why I love Super Mario Odyssey so much, because it's kind of a hard It's the, cl- back it's to the next days. closest thing. I just love the N64. Second pick would definitely be the Xbox 360. I have more games for the 360 than anything, and I still play my same 360 that I got back when I was in 8th grade as a confirmation gift. My Xbox 360 Elite, I still play it all the time. I love that console. I've been on a Saints Row kick. I collect for the 360 more than anything else. I just love it. Yeah, those are, those reg- are my two picks. I regret both of the Xboxes that I bought. <laughs> yeah, I uh, when I first was talking to Eric. I was collecting for a while before him, but then I got really into it. And out of nowhere, he decided to start collecting and just picked up everything he could, and now he doesn't want any of it. That's not true. I still like all the stuff that I got from my Retron, like all those games and everything. I have a Retron 5, which plays a bunch of shit. I think we talked about before on the podcast, so I'm not going to get into it. Um, But I also picked up an original Xbox, and Xbox 360, because they're just really good deals, like 40 bucks a piece for all of them with games included, all that stuff. And But as soon as I got them, I realized... 
I'd never want to play them because I have no emotional connection to them as a console because I never owned them when I was younger. And it's not like I can get into the games now because I'm at that point where just like, unless it's a game that I love already, if like just I'm gonna all I'm gonna think about is how much how shit the graphics are. <laughs> exactly. So unless it's a game that I already love, then it's just a piece of shit to me. Fair enough. So I'm I'm probably gonna sell those. If anybody wants them, I'll give you a really good deal on them. I just want to get rid of them, and I think it'd be cool if a dopester got it. So if you want to hit me up, I'll sell it to you. I might just give it to you actually. Tell you what, first person that hits me up on Facebook or email or something like that, I'll send it to you for free. Yeah, you heard that. I'll send you, you an X. And you you pick the you pick if you want the Xbox 360 or the Xbox. So first two people hit me up. Uh, one of you'll get the, the the first one who calls me will get the first pick, and the second person will call me and get the other one. That's not call me. Deal. Don't fucking call me. We have we have talked about for a while now doing some kind of giveaway for people that respond. I'm dead serious too. I'm dead serious. Price. First person to hit us up, you've got it. You have to direct message us on Instagram or email us. So whatever no, I no, see no, first. No, 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 no. We're going to do the Instagram. Okay. Because I want you to check it out. You've got to, in order to qualify, Instagram. you've got to follow us, and you've got to comment on one of our photos. Okay. So take a look. Comment. Follow and you have us. to say which episode's your favorite. Yep. Do that, and then send us a direct message inbox and tell us if you want the Xbox 360 or the original Xbox. Let us know. Let us know where Dead we can serious. send it to. Don't need to pay for shipping or any of that. I'll just send it to you. Let us know where, and we'll get it to you. We are on Instagram. It's what did I just listen to. You can find us pretty easy. I think like I've I got said, like three or four games for the 360 and about six or seven for the X- regular Xbox. 360 games are boxed. Regular Xbox games are loose. Uh, but it comes with controllers, cords, everything you need to play. They're both certified work. We've used both of them. We've played both of them. Um, let us know. Yeah, so follow us. Comment on a picture. Let us know what's your favorite episode and direct message us letting us know which one you want. First first come, first serve, you will get an Xbox. All right. Awesome. I think that's a good way to wrap up uh, video games. We really kind of got in depth with that. Let's um, let's start wrapping the show up. Let's do a follow-up on homework from last week. Well, did you do your assignment? I don't even remember what it was. Just like when I was in high school. <laughs> All right. That's an F for you. I didn't do my assignment either because I didn't have time. Stinky F for you. Yeah, we're, so th- so dopesters, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna give our homework assignments, uh, and we're not gonna necessarily hold each other to it. We'll just grade each other on it at the end uh, uh, of the week, and then we'll assign a new assignment because we don't want to just keep sitting on site. It is very possible that we just consistently get Fs every week, but either way, we're gonna keep giving assignments. I don't think that's gonna happen this week because I think you might actually start watching my I assignment. Think you're definitely gonna watch the one I picked because it's great. I had no reason. I just I could I never wanted to start watching The Handmaid's Tale, and I just had no like desire to start watching it. We'll now. watch it together. I think. We'll okay. Watching it together because it's supposed. And I to gave be you really such fucking a fucking bizarre one that I I don't even it's think that was movie, fair. Wasn't it? No, it was an old Disney Channel TV show. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't yeah. Find Anywho, so let me start. I'm going to give you your assignment for this upcoming week. Yes, uh, It's a show I started watching last night, and I got three episodes in, and I'm hooked. And that's the CW's Riverdale. Uh, what's what's that one about? That's basically so that is a modern, that is a modern crime noir version of the Archie comics. Fuck, I'm down. Yeah, got me in. Yeah, yeah. You've told they me take they take all the characters from the original Archie comics: Jughead, Archie, Betty, Question. and Veronica, and they turn it into a crime thriller. Is it on lay Netflix? It's yeah. The first season's on Netflix. Bingo, That's why Mango, I started it. A Dodge Durango. Shout out to Daniel. Yes, I will watch that. That sounds really cool. I yeah. actually have Archie comics. It's so fucking so cool, too. Archie's... Okay. A spoiler alert. Because, Ar- I mean, it's first season's already over, so I don't mind spoiling it. Uh, 
No, actually, I don't want to spoil it for you either. Because you're getting ready to watch it. No, I'm not, no spoilers here. Watch it as soon no as spoilers here. Watch an episode as soon as we get done here and play Word. some Sega uh, Bird uh, Genesis. Up. Bird up. Snail down. Best show on television. 15 seasons. <laughs> so my assignment to you is a brand new Netflix original movie that I wanted to watch, but it's one of those movies that's like, it's there. Should I watch it? I don't know. I'll probably enjoy it. That's Polka King. Polka King? That's it's got Jack, Jack Black. Black. It's very funny. Okay. I watched it last night. I got about halfway through. I watched it to go to sleep. I fell asleep. And it's a true story. It's this dude that, like, he's a polka fucking Ponzi schemer. Okay. And it's hilarious. And Jack Black, I fucking love Jack I'll Black. probably watch it at some point this Check weekend. it out. It's very good. That's uh, your homework assignment. Side assignment for you. Extra credit. Um, you need to finish watching American Vandal. Oh, God. The Dick Bandit. What was the shit? Uh, baby Farts? Yeah. Oh, God. Check out the video. There's so many little things in there that are like specifically tailor-made for you as a viewer. So funny. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Tatro. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else for me, good buddy? I think that's everything. We hit on a lot of topics. We're almost an hour and 20 in. so It's a good podcast. Uh, so let's wrap things up. Let's tell everybody where they can find us again. Yeah, go ahead. And <clears throat> if you want to just talk to us, hit us up on our email. It's what did I just listen to? The number two at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, what did I just listen to? Or on Twitter, WDIJLT. Or on Facebook, we have a page, it's What Did I Just Listen To? You can find us for podcasts on all the big podcast avenues, including iTunes and Google Play. You can also find the links to our podcast episodes, uh, I believe it's from Stitcher, on our Facebook page. So if you want to do it that way, coming this month, we're going to have a YouTube channel where we're going to start doing video podcasts, hopefully starting in February. Keep your eyes open We'll be for getting that. those up. So if you like to watch, you're going to be able to see us hanging out, chatting, broing down in the manliest of man caves. And again, follow up. First person to uh, like and subscribe and message us directly on our Instagram page with the console that they want, either an original Xbox or Xbox 360. Uh, we'll get it. They'll Absolutely get the one they free. want. And then second person to comment the same thing, you'll get the second one, uh, whatever the first person didn't want. Absolutely free. All we ask is once you get it, send a picture and give us a shout out. Absolutely. All right, buddy. It's been dope being dope. It's been dope being dope, folks. Thanks for listening.